Open your ears and lower your expectations. There's a new podcast sweeping a very small portion of the nation. Listen now, listen fast, because this episode may be their last. He's Sean, he's Chris, you should listen to this. It's an hour you'll never get back. On SoundCloud, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Honorado and Sean Bagnardi. We've made it to another week. This will be a month now. We continue to disappoint people by returning, which means endless tweets and endless Facebook posts about begging people to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. And how are we doing? We don't know. I have no idea. Don't, don't even know how to track check. that. No. Don't even know how right. to look it up. Which the beauty of that is, you know, good friends will say, well, yeah, no, I'm subscribing, and we can't even call them out if they aren't. Right. We're at a bar the other day, met a stranger, knew him about three minutes, Right. asked them yes. if they had heard of the podcast. Right. Oh, no. Well, let's pull it up. I physically hit subscribe right. on her phone. Yeah. That's how it has to be done. We can only hope she doesn't know how to unsubscribe. Right. It's there forever. I don't. Can you? Probably. Yeah, I'm sure you can. All right. At least till we quit this. Uh, our guest this week is Andrew Catalan, good friend of ours, but uh, a play-by-play man for the NFL on CBS. He does college basketball as well. You would have heard him during uh, March Madness on CBS. And he has week one... Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, Bucks, Titans. We're going to talk to Andrew about the NFL season ahead. I'll tell you a story about why I got the finger the other day driving. Mm-hmm. You were there. I was there. Uh, you can back up my story. Right. You will tell a story about how on more than one occasion, the same person at the gym was within earshot of what could have been mistaken for racist comments. <laughs> well, yeah, they weren't. No. I couldn't be less right. racist. You just aren't. I'm just not. Yeah. yeah. Okay, better. Um, but, right. A, a series of unfortunate circumstances that might have allowed this one same person yeah. to have interpreted that. Right. Way. One thing we're also going to do with Andrew, uh, he's a father now for a little more than a year. What did he learn about fatherhood that nobody told him was coming? Interesting. Yeah. And we got a little bit of the other side of yes. this when we had his wife, Jess, on in week two of the show. So it'll be interesting to, to get the other side of this discussion that we've kind of had, in a way. We've cornered the Catalan family. We have. And CJ is probably in the next coming weeks. <laughs> yes. He's got his first few words under his belt. Right. Probably more entertaining to listen to than either of us. No question. But we've got an actual very serious topic. We like to do kind of what was the news of the week to kick the show off. Uh, we've got a very serious topic, obviously. Uh, Shawnee on Wednesday morning. The shooting in Roanoke, Virginia, uh, happened to be doing live radio that morning uh, with my buddy Zach By. It was a sports talk show, but that quickly becomes about the day's events uh, in which a former television station employee, WDBJ, in Roanoke, Virginia, uh, shot and killed a reporter and videographer on live television. Right. And hits us, you and I personally, just a little bit differently than 
other instances of workplace violence right. because it's our workplace. I mean, this is our field. Most of the people I know do this for a living yep. because whether or not I know them now from work or I knew them in school, this is what we went to school for. So now that's right. what those people right. are doing too. So almost everybody I know, and I know it's similar for you, this hit home in a, a little bit of a different way. And many of us have, have have done live shots, as we call them, where you're just out in the field with, with one camera person and it's you and maybe you're doing an interview, maybe you aren't. And you get so locked in on that camera, really, there's no protection, if you will. But never did it cross my mind that something like this would happen. And I'm, I'm one of those people to the very end where I say, well, that's not going to happen to me or it's not going to happen here or, it's not, or I'm not going to let that affect the way I live my life. And the third, what I just said, is still true. I, I'm not going to change what I do based on what might happen, right? Right, But this strips away a lot of that, well, it's not going to happen to me or it's not going to happen here. When you see something on live television, it just changes you in a way. It does. Yeah, and, that, and that's the thing. This wasn't a case of just a crazy person attacking no. journalists because they're journalists and we're doing their job. This was a very specific case of workplace violence, a former disgruntled employee at this station. Right. And it can happen anywhere. The difference is that... In this field, the workplace can be anywhere. It can be in the field. Right. It can be on live television. But it could have just as easily been, have been the office at that station. It could have just as easily been anybody's office. And that's the scarier part about it. When something like that happens, the raw emotion hits you. Now, look, we've had way too many... This was, you know, this is two people who were, who were shot and killed. One other person was shot, um, but she underwent surgery is going to be okay we've had too many cases in this country and i could say within the last year but really sean i mean i don't know i don't know how you want to group the years together where we've had people kill multiple amounts of people in one setting where it, whether it's at a movie theater or a church in south carolina right. where gun violence has become a major issue here. And, and on that morning, when you hear the news, you know, the raw emotions of it all get to you. And one of the things I said on the radio was, you know, we have a major problem in this country, particularly when people automatically think, if I have a problem with you, if I don't like you, it's become this acceptable thing where I just shoot and kill you. Nobody knows how to deal with people anymore and deal with their problems that way. This is not a political statement in any way, right. but clearly we have an issue where we need to limit access or change the mentality somehow of people who automatically just want to reach for a gun to yeah. kill someone. Right. I, I kind of look at these instances of violence. I, I think we have a violence problem in this country no doubt. more than we have a guns problem. But the accessibility of the guns... Yes is a part of that problem, and it does, to some degree, enable these people to carry out these acts of violence. But the way I kind of look at it is, you know, there's a progression for these people. And we think about, like, the Newtown shooting, and you brought up yep. Aurora, the movie theater shooting. And even the one in Tennessee. Right. The, these people all have a number of things mm -hmm. in common. One small part of that was their ability to get their hands on a firearm. Yes. But if the progression of whatever happens to them in their life, whatever mental health problems they have, whatever it is, 
if it's if it's kind of a 10-step thing that takes them from where they are to that act of violence, you know, to me, getting their hands on that weapon is at step eight, nine, or ten. But there are there's zero through seven or eight mm-hmm. that I think is a bigger issue. And if we could identify that and maybe stop the person from wanting to commit the violence sure. or helping them before it gets to that point. Because look, even if Vester Flanagan couldn't get his hands on a gun, that would have made the crime more difficult. But maybe he waits for those two to walk out of the station the next day and hits them with his car. Or, I mean, if, if you're at that point, if you're at number eight on yep. that scale, yep. something bad is going to happen. So while we can't ignore the gun issue, because yes. it is an issue. Right. It is. Okay. I mean, you said it partially right there. Well, then make it more difficult for people to do harm to other people. Yes. We should absolutely try to make it as close to impossible. It'll never be impossible. As close to impossible as we can for these people to be able to carry out these acts. But for me, the bigger issue is identifying the problem before it gets there. I want to hit one thing, too, because as soon as you know, news was out that Vester Flanagan, the shooter, had committed suicide, people immediately go to Twitter or Facebook or wherever, and they want to call him a coward. Let me tell you something. The cowardly act was the two murders themselves. It's not the, it's not the fact that he then went and shot himself. I, I think he's more of a coward for the way he dealt with this vendetta he felt he had against both Allison Parker and Adam Ward. Right. And you know, he even had said, like, he, he's a powder keg waiting to blow. Yeah. We've seen these yep. things that have come out since that really indicated that this could have happened. Mm-hmm. And somebody probably missed something along the way. And this this can be anywhere. This can happen in any office. Yes. With, and it doesn't even have to be a former employee. It can be a current employee. It can be anything. And I feel like as a society, we we miss it because we either choose to or because we think, mm. you know, just can't happen to right, us. Right, right. Because a lot of times, this is the truth, when we identify somebody who may have some of those warning signs, a lot of times, what do people do? They joke about it. Absolutely. You laugh it off. You say, huh, this guy will be friggin' He's next. He's going to be the one. Yeah, yeah this right. will be the guy. Right. And I bet you people in Virginia had said that about Vester Flame. Maybe. And we have, you know, we have these sayings now, like, see something, say You're something. Right, right. And that's great. And that, that kind of came about after 9-11. It was more like if you see somebody leaving a backpack sure. in the airport, you need to tell the authorities there. But now it has become a part of this discussion, too, where if you identify these kind of warning signs in people, you need to say something. But, you know, say something to whom? Mm-hmm. And what exactly are we looking for? I think that's something that, as a society, because we always just want to make it not our responsibility. So maybe somebody said something to the general manager and said, my job's maybe. done. And, and the general manager, and I'm not, you can't put blame on him. The blame is on Vester Flanagan sure. for this act. You have to be responsible for your own actions. But he did what, what anybody would do. He fired him, right? Right. And then said, Thank God, I just protected our station. Yep. My job here is done. He's not my responsibility anymore. Well, then whose responsibility is he now? He's nobody's. So that's where the ball can get dropped. And between zero and eight, we've got to do something better there as a society. I agree 100%. And like I said, let's just make it more difficult, right? It, a lot of times it's just too easy with a weapon like a gun to carry out those kinds of acts. It is. And just one other point on this, you know, there are a lot of like far, I think there are a lot of really like far left people who might say, take away the guns, it takes away the problem. And a lot of far right people who then say, 
one piece of legislation yep. against guns yep. takes away the Second Amendment right. rights, and the, both of those sides just like need to shut up. Yeah, like, stay they, out of it. Right. There is really there is a problem. It's clear. Right. And it, it may only be part of the problem, but that doesn't mean that it shouldn't be addressed. But again, I think it's also let's address to what I view as the bigger overall violence problem. Anyone all the way to the left, anyone all the way to the right, they look like idiots no matter what. I agree. Go watch cable news. Oh, Leave boy. us alone. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, that is the, the news of the week. Unfortunately, it's a, it's a sad bit of news of the week. You want to tell your story first here? This one happened a little bit longer ago than my middle finger encounter. Okay. Right. So we'll change gears off of this really serious topic and tell a story about it's the how only way we do things I could be on an racist. hour you'll never get I back know. so our buddy Eddie will like this one because we were at the gym <laughs> he thinks we <laughs> he throw just did a shot <laughs> right yep. exactly just to, to make a point that right. we, we actually work out because yeah, huh. physically there's no evidence of no. it so we have to verbalize it as much as we can on right. the show yeah uh so we were at the gym the day after the United States women's soccer team had won the World Cup. Yep. It was a route over Japan. It was. Just destroyed them. Yep. So the next day we are on some machine there and we're talking about the match. Mm-hmm. And I said, boy, Japan just folded like an origami artist yes. yesterday. Right. So then we look, and there's a guy right next to us, an, an Asian man, mm-hmm. who clearly heard that. Right? We have to assume. We think he did. Yeah. Minimal eye contact, or at least a glance, right? We think we're masters of speaking lowly enough where people around us won't hear us. I'm sure they hear most of what we say. Now, is origami Chinese or Japanese? It's not Japanese. It's not Japanese. So you're wrong there already. Right. Yeah. Which makes me look more stupid, <laughs> right. more ignorant, yes. more racially more dumb ignorant. American. Yeah, yeah of right. course. Great. So then it was about a week or so later, maybe yeah, two weeks, yeah. right, when there was a hack. It was the day we had a few hacks at right, once. The Wall or, Street Journal right. and the stock market. Right, yeah. exactly. And I remember looking up, and we're talking about it, and I, I go, this has got to be China. Yep. This has got to be China doing right. this. Turned around, the same guy, three feet away, clearly yep. heard that one. Right. So now I'm thinking, this is just beautiful. Yeah. Now, Great. This yeah. guy at the gym thinks I have a vendetta against Asians. Yes. I don't. Right. Just like I use this as my form to apologize to Hugh Johnson in right. week one. Yep. Let me apologize to the unnamed man at the gym. I we'll never nothing. hear this. No, no chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, my apologies meant nothing by it. Right. I couldn't be. In, in no way right. am I. But we talked about this with Jessica. I think our generation, most in our generation, are so good at just being colorblind. We don't even really see it. Right. We don't. Certainly not in the way that our grandparents' generation does yeah, I mean, or you our can, parents. You can see it, but it not matter. Well, that's what I right? mean. It's not... It's not even noticeable to us in the sense of it being relevant, right? You know, yeah. Uh, and I'm certainly in in that camp. All right, I'm from New Jersey, as I've mentioned on this show before. An hour you'll never get back um, on SoundCloud and iTunes, right? Um, and and we tend to and and actually our guest today is is from New Jersey as well, so he'll back me up. I think we're the best drivers in the country. Because we deal with so many cars on the road at once. 
Right, can we, I speak for the other 49 states just for one second? Go ahead. <laughs> no. You're... We, I think the consensus is Massachusetts is the worst, right? <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Ma- the mass holes are terrible. <laughs> yeah. But Jersey. I think Jersey, Andrew's going to back me up on this. Here's what we do well. We drive fast, mm-hmm. and we don't, you know, because of that, then we're not moseying along. We know how to get in and out of traffic well because we deal with so much of it. Anyway, it brings me to this. We're driving the other day. You happen to be in the car, and... I'm driving, and, and there's, a, there's this guy. He's not even doing the speed limit. Right. We're in a what, – was it 40? I think it was 40. Say we're in a 40. He was 33 maybe uh, at best. Yeah. And you said even like this guy. And there's, there's no one in front of him. Okay, exactly. It's a, it's a two-lane road. I'm on him pretty good. It's a one-lane road. Well, well yeah, yeah, one each one. one. Yeah. And I'm on him pretty good. Mm-hmm. And he slams on the brakes. No one in front of him. Right. That was like – a, a way to yeah to scare me like you you know, and I had to respond and slam on the brakes as well. He started going. I was right back on him though. It, it I was, had places to be. Yeah, it was close. I don't understand the these people in life who don't feel like they need to get somewhere as quickly as possible. Also, you see it a lot with like the quick tap of the brake. Yeah, like get get yeah. off my back. Yeah. This was no. yeah, yeah. this this could have led to an accident. Right. I mean, we were close. Definitely. It was close. Right. And if you weren't. If you were adjusting the radio for a second and, and yep. just had half of the reaction time, right. we would have hit the back of the car. No doubt. So eventually we get to the point where there is a left lane and a right lane. He moves to the right lane. I quickly go what would be just straight, right. the lane to his right. left. And as we go by, a big middle finger. Oh, yeah. And yeah. you know what? If something were my fault, I would feel bad when somebody gives me the middle finger. That's on him. Yeah, you delivered it back. and I didn't give the finger back. <laughs> well, you verbally delivered oh, it well, back. There's then. no yeah. doubt about that. It, you know what it was, too? It was the, I did, it right. was the left hand up, yep. no look. No look. Notice he kept his right. eyes straight yep. ahead, yep. but just the left-handed, just a straight... It was, it was, I would say, perfectly yep. vertical. Yep. Good 90-degree <laughs> elbow very, bend. Good yeah. form. Yeah. Big finger. Yeah. Big, big middle finger. And I don't and that like I said, it doesn't affect me. That's on you, man. You're right. the bad driver in this situation. Yeah, that's the thing. If you were if he was doing the speed limit and you sped by him at twenty five yeah. miles okay. an hour Different. over the speed then fine. But you can't be the bad you can't be the jerk right. on the road no. and then react when other people exactly. react to your bad driving. Yes. Get out of the way. It's not my fault. You have nowhere to be in life. Yeah. The rest of us have things we need to do. In a timely manner. There are too many people in life who have nowhere to be and all day to get there. How did we start this podcast? People. Hate them. They're the worst. The absolute worst. If we didn't need them, we'd get rid of them completely. Yeah, we both like big crowds, right? We've said this Exactly. Love to be around a lot of people. Hate when they get my way. Yes. Hate you people. Right. Give me more. Need more of you. Give us more. Yes. But I think it's because we're sports fans. We were around 50,000 people. For the Traverse, which is in Saratoga Springs, New York, and American Pharaoh, the horse that won the Triple Crown, was there to try to win the Traverse, to try to become just the second horse ever to win the Triple Crown and the Traverse, and damn, was he close, and man, were we disappointed when he didn't win, but you're right, we we loved the crowd that day. Right. I know you want as many people to be jammed in there as possible, because it makes it more exciting, but you're right, just as a quick aside on the race. Ugh. Heartbroken, man. 
Right. So the one one of the other semi favorites in the race. I mean, Farrow was the clear favorite. Yeah. But one of the other horses. Ice, he, but he went off. Keen Ice went off like sixteen. No, no, I know. But so what, Frosted was one yeah, of the okay. other favorites, right? Yep. And gave him a race for three quarters of him. it. And just when he pulled away at the end there, right as the they hit the stretch, he started pulling away from that horse. Yep. And then out of nowhere. Which he had done for the last three races. He just pulled away in the stretch. And I think probably somewhere in Victor Espinosa's mind, the jockey was like, okay, we're doing it again. Right. And then out of nowhere, Keen Ice. Do you think we'll ever see another Triple Crown winner in our lifetimes? I mean, it took so long. Was right, it 37 years. years. So I was at Belmont for when Farrow won, and I said immediately after, I said, I hope we don't have another Triple Crown contender next year. I, just, I want this one to just, let's just let it be for a little bit. Five years, maybe, and then someone else contends again. If it happens every year where someone gets to the Belmont with a chance, it, it starts to lose it a little bit. I'll say this about Saratoga. I've lived in this area my whole life. I've been yep. on the track a lot. I I respect the track more today than I ever have because it's always had the nickname Graveyard of Champions. Mm. But, boy, seeing that up close yesterday and all the excitement with yeah. Pharaoh, and, you know, the track has less to do with it than other factors, I think, why he loses yesterday. But it's just another one right. bites the dust right. there. It's just so hard for a champion to maintain his championship so to speak i mean you can't take the triple crown away from no him, but that loss it loses something yeah, sure. legacy no a bit and not so much the loss but the fact that he didn't win what that would have done then right. for his legacy too it's so that was unfortunate and the, the air was out of the oh, out of the complete building, deflation quote unquote building yep. yesterday when when he uh when he lost you know hey you wouldn't know it by our inbox but we do have an email you can email us at our you'll never get back at gmail.com. I've also secured the actual name of the show, yeah. an hour yeah. you'll never get back at gmail.com. Right. We have a friend of ours who says to, comes into the TV station the other night and she says, um, you know, you guys complain about like things that bother you. There are two things I want to tell you about. And we said, wait, send right. the email instead. No, she just told us in person. So we right. almost got our first email right. that way. We could have then read that. On the air. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can also find us on Twitter. Sean is at Sean Airbags, and I'm at Chris Honorato, O-N-O-R-A-T-O. You can hit us up that way as well. You're a Jets fan. I'm a Packers fan. We're going to ask Andrew Catalan about both of those teams uh, and their pro- their promise for this season. Green Bay, you guys don't have a quarterback. I'm not sure we're going to have any wide receivers by the time the preseason right. is Together, over Together, we could combine for an offense. <laughs> Yes, maybe, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. Put Rodgers on on New York, and uh, and they may not be so bad. All right, let's bring Andrew in. All right, the NFL season is right around the corner. Thank God, I'm done with the preseason. Oh, the off season too. Oh, the off season too. Deflate Gate. We will get a resolution to that here eventually. Uh, Andrew, man, good to have you on, buddy. It is awesome. To be here. Now, I got a few things to oh, go boy. over before. I know, I know you're the host. <laughs> we got but, housekeeping. Yeah. <laughs> um, episode, I've listened to every single episode. Wow. wow. And on episode two, <laughs> this is episode four? It is. It is. Episode two, uh, you made a couple comments about me, Sean, and you <laughs> said, I'm sure he won't be listening to this ever, but I was. <laughs> so I did, I, I did hear what you said, and, and I just want to let you know that I've been listening. And for the most part, I've really enjoyed what I've listened to, but... 
we figured you had to like it at least somewhat, or you would have said, "I'm not, I'm not going on." <laughs> right, that. but we do appreciate him, man. Thank you. What did awesome. you say about Andrew in episode two? That he wasn't listening. It was why would he no, listen? There was some other comment about. Just made some comment about like one of the reasons why I fell and you in love said, with Andrew. I is said that there the are, only there are one? Others. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Which, I mean, she said no. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, she said yes. There were others. No, that wasn't maybe a handful. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. And more housekeeping. Um, just one other thing. Um, the Twitter handle. Okay. Sean Airbags. <laughs> yes. How, you know, this. this is supposed to be a up-and-coming, rising podcast. Yeah, and when you reach true. out to, you know, big names mm. in the future, mm. you're going to direct message them at the Twitter mm. handle of <laughs> Sean Airbags? Yeah, Chris is going to have to handle all the direct messaging. Uh, no, what happened was I created the account just to follow basketball sports writers so I could check it around trade deadline time. So Airbags was like, you know, like the Air Jordan. I get it. And it, right. So I just wanted like a basketball related thing. And, sure. You know, an airbag is another thing. So <laughs> yes, a, it is. It's a bit of a play on. But so when we started this podcast, I said, I've got to change it. This is stupid. Now that I'm going to actually be on Twitter, couldn't figure out how to change it. Well, there you go. Now right. I'm stuck with it. Yeah. So it's just going to be like that. No, you can change well, the handle and it still belongs to you. Yes. You can do that. I figured you could. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how. Yeah, you're going to have to help me with that one. Uh, Andrew is on Twitter as well. And it's. Uh, the way it should be done at Andrew Catalan. It's pretty easy. That's not bad. NFL play-by-play man, college basketball. Are you as verified? Well. I had the little check mark. Okay, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Andrew yeah. got early verification. Andrew's been on lists devoted to the best up-and-coming sportscasters. But I think like you were on a you were on a top thirty under forty or something like that. Top 30 under 40. You wow. may not want to speak That's about a lot of this, numbers. but something on awful <laughs> announcing. Uh, a couple years ago, yeah. I think I was. Yes, thank you. He's too modest. He is. He has arrived, though. There's no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, and he's not up and coming anymore. No. Well, we- I mean, clearly, I, uh, or if you define a rival by being a guest on this podcast, <laughs> yeah. no, yeah. and All I've right. clearly made it. Right. We are bringing you down <laughs> yeah, you may have a number down. of pegs at least yeah. for a week here. That's right. Uh, you've got Marcus... Mariota and Jameis Winston week one, man. I, look, I know you've suffered your share of lower-end NFL games, but now, you know, people. if you said to people, I got Bucks titans they may not react that wildly, but you've got the top two picks in the draft. you got to be looking forward to week one. Well, the first thing I'll say, I'm not suffering through doing okay. NFL games. <laughs> uh, I don't care who's playing, but I, I enjoy it, and I'm fortunate to do them. But you're right. There's This is a headliner to start, yep. and I'm pumped about it. I think that, um, obviously, they're both going to start. That was a bit of a question mark in the preseason, but they both have established themselves here in training camp. Mariota's had a phenomenal summer. Yeah. Winston got banged up a little bit against Cleveland. Tampa's offensive line uh, is going to make mm-hmm. it for a t- could make it for a tough year for him, although Doug Martin's been running the football well. But Bottom line, that is a very exciting way to uh, to start our season. I'll be back with Steve Tasker and Steve Berline. I love having uh, a quarterback in the booth for that game, yeah, especially. Yeah. I think that's going to be a great way to kind of play off each other. Out of the two Steves, who provides the better oh press box food that you may not know about? Like I saw you tweeted a picture. I think it was a, a Berline delivery out in California, wasn't it? He did bring us in and out burgers week go. two last year, but. Yeah. I'm doing the Bills preseason oh. this year, and I stayed at Tasker's house Whoa. this wow. past weekend. 
And his town has an incredible uh, wing bar. Obviously, in Buffalo, you got sure. good wings. And they had this bakery yesterday morning mm. that I went to. So right now, Tasker is, has surpassed Berlin on my food Gosh. favorite scale. Were you were you purposely avoiding the name of the the wing place? No. Did you go Duff's or um, Anchor Bar? No, no, no. I did oh. not go downtown because he lives out in a, in a suburb. Okay. And uh, now I need to remember the okay, name of the place that. I went to. Um, right. <laughs> bar Bill. It's the Bar Bill. The Bar Bill. In East Aurora. And I bought a t-shirt after I finished off the wings. It was funny because I like hot spicy Ooh, stuff so sure. i said i ordered 10 hot wings the bartender goes have you been here before i said no <laughs> he goes well i just want to let you know that our hot is like really hot like basically like you know a, a medium at a normal place is kind of mm-hmm. what you, you know so this is like crab cake hot yeah so i'm like <laughs> so like you know i'm here i'm like what, you know now you can't back off right, the order right. at that point you can't be like, <laughs> no. oh, you're right. I'm really like, hot. Yeah. Let me go down yeah. to the medium yeah. now. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. right. Masculine. Again, you know what so. I hate, though, about wings? And I love wings. Yeah, you do. Every bar in America, it's, we have, we have the best wings in the country. Yeah. How many bars have you been to where someone has said, you got to go there, they have the best wings you'll ever eat? You know what? No, you don't. No, you because don't. They, they, they are in Buffalo. So if you aren't in Buffalo, you don't have them. Well, they have to be in Buffalo. Yeah, you would think, yeah. right? Yeah. But you, but you everywhere, right? I mean, everywhere you, every town you've been in, someone said they've got the, the best, best wings you'll ever yeah. eat. Right? Here's now what you, you should do. Here's some creative ideas for the podcast. Great, we, we need, need that. Yeah. Okay, so you you start like a a wing competition, mm. and this way you get free food That's while you not tape. Bad. So you solicit the five top wing bars or restaurants around here. Yeah. Then they bring you food, mm. Mm. and you mm. evaluate, but you really save money on a meal. I like this. That's not bad. Yeah. So did you stick with the hot? So I stuck with the hot, and it was a battle. It was truly a battle. <laughs> I was sweating. I had a little, you know, a little red. Oh, yeah. It was a battle, but I had to finish them. Right. I did, and I bought a T-shirt. And what did Tasker eat? Oh, no, I was by myself. Oh, you were? Okay. Uh, there was a, uh, a barbecue for the Suns high school football team, which I didn't. Yeah. I don't really do Did that. they have a <laughs> challenge associated with the wings there? No. Nope, it was just come and get it, and I did. Interesting. How Boy. many wings? I had ten, but ten then wings. I had a little roast beef uh, sandwich after. A little chaser? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah a little yeah. slider. You know. right. right, wash it down with something. Yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, i got to ask you about the NFL preseason. Are we going to do something about this? I mean, eventually coaches are not going to play their prime players. Like, for instance, you know, the Packers are enduring the Jordy Nelson torn ACL he's done for the year the third preseason game is the game this is when our starters are going to play at least the entire first half maybe into the second half as well Aaron Rodgers didn't take a single snap obviously because of what happened to Nelson Randall Cobb goes down with a shoulder injury what are we going to do are we going to shorten the preseason what are you in favor of well here's what I'll say to, to counter that you, you brought up Jordy Nelson obviously how about Orlando Skandrick yep. in Dallas he got hurt in practice, practice. So you can get, I mean, and you look at Jordy Nelson, you look at the replay, yeah. I mean, he, he didn't get touched. Right. He just, it happens. Now, four preseason games, could they eventually reduce that to two? Sure, they could. But to think that the injuries won't go down, I mean, those same injuries mm. could happen in practice, mm. like we saw with the Cowboys. So, you know, I, I don't know if there's, and the other thing I'll say, too, is, yeah, 
Aaron Rodgers doesn't need four preseason right. games. But the guys that are fighting to make yeah. the roster, they need these games to prove themselves. Right. So, you know, if there's less time to evaluate the bubble roster guys, that's hurting mm-hmm. the guys that are the, the 50 and 51st guy on the team, um, which I'm not in favor of because I want to see them get a shot. So it works both ways. Uh, obviously, the injuries have been a, a huge storyline this summer, which is unfortunate because there's been some big ones. But I still don't know if playing two games changes that. Yeah, and yeah, Arian those, Foster is a practice guy, too, who got injured. Right. And along those same lines, I was thinking they should actually you know, make a rule now, cut it back from uh, launching off four fireworks, only three now, to cut back on those injuries. What is wow. going on? Uh, did you think about that one for a while? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> yeah. Hey, when Andrew also did the Bills preseason games, their two home games, uh, no, he did a home game and now he'll do a road game at Detroit, but... You tweeted something out about your chart, which in the preseason is much larger because you're going to see more guys playing. Um, and I retweeted it, but sent it out to two of my good buddies from Ithaca, who I went to college with, Keith Han and Pete Lalianis. You better be listening to this. And hashtag Bill's Mafia, which is a huge thing on Twitter. You know who retweeted it? I do. Did you see this? I did not. IK and Impali. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully he didn't listen to the podcast. We said some things. Yeah, you did. We did. <laughs> yeah. 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 He might have a temper, too. Yeah. <laughs> From what we've heard. Wow, that's a big retweet right yeah. there. Yeah. Interesting. And it was legit, man. I, I checked it out. Like, Sean got a follow from Heidi Klum. Right. It wasn't really Heidi Klum. Boy, I lost my mind for about five minutes, though. I'm thinking somebody hit the wrong button in Heidi Klum's camp. But it was Heidi with a Y instead of an I. Mm. Parody account. But they, they used the same picture. And everything. So I get the email from Twitter, Heidi Klum is now a follower. Print that out and save the email. Oh, yeah. I think I texted you a picture <laughs> you of it. Yeah. He we've, screen grabbed it. We've arrived. Yeah. No. No. All right, let's talk about uh, maybe some of your favorites in the NFL this year. Obviously, Seattle's got to be a favorite. in the. I liked Green Bay, certainly, obviously, in the NFC before this injury to Nelson. Um who do you like out of the NFC? Who do you like out of the AFC? I'm fascinated by the AFC East. And obviously New England is New England. We'll see what happens with Brady. I think Miami, they almost made the playoffs last year. They signed Sue. I think Ryan Tannehill is going to be an excellent quarterback going forward. He already has proven that. And to me, Buffalo on paper is a playoff team. There's clearly questions at quarterback, which they're still trying to figure out. But you look at their skill positions on offense. They have LaShawn McCoy. They have Fred Jackson. They have Sammy Watkins, Robert Woods, Percy Harvin. Mm -hmm. They signed Charles Clay. Their defense last year is all coming back up front with 54 sacks a year ago. So I think that division is going to be fascinating to see how it plays out. Rex Ryan make them better? Rex Ryan has brought a huge shot of energy to Buffalo. Yeah. I mean, they are going nuts in Buffalo. This season ticket sales are unbelievable. Over 60,000, first time in franchise history. Um, it's, a, it's a totally new era, new ownership from a year yes, ago. Yes, right. There's a lot to look forward to in Buffalo. And, and I, you know, your Jets, Sean, I think they're going to be improved from last year. Yeah. I, I like some of the things they've done, but I don't think they have the horses to compete in that division with those other three teams. What's the what are they missing the most? Well, quarterback is a issue. Right. Right? It's a big issue. It's, a, it's yeah. a rather large issue. And you know, the you know, Sheldon Richardson getting suspended yeah. does not help. Um look, they they played well against the Giants the other night. Uh I don't know how much stock you can put in into the preseason game. I think they're gonna win more games than they did last year. I just don't think they're a playoff team yet. 
Right. And you think the strength of the division has a little something to do with that, obviously, right? Clearly. They yeah. have to play those teams twice. Right. Who's the best who's the best team in that conference? It's a tough call this year because I think it's more wide open than it's been in the past. I don't see Denver as being that dominant team. I love Indianapolis, Mm -hmm. but I don't love their defense. New England has question marks with Brady. Whether you like it or not, we just still don't know when he's coming back. Um, So I really feel like that. You know, and Baltimore, I think, is a very uh, solid team, top to bottom. Um, they need to get some production out of the, the young tight end they drafted early. Uh, they need to get some weapons and some toys there for uh, Joe Flacco. They need mm-hmm. Steve Smith to stay healthy. I, 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 would, I would put Baltimore as the favorite, but not by much in Interesting. the AFC. Wow. Yeah. Interesting, Baltimore. I like that. I like that pick. They're, they're always, there's always something extra there with that I team know. to me. Yeah, it's... I feel like they don't have the same weapons they they obviously once had when Ray Rice was really productive and and even before Steve Smith Sr. was there. Uh, it feel, obviously, it's a it's a different team, but Baltimore, interesting pick. And they have okay. a tough tough division as well. Yeah, they do. Um, out of the NFC, what's the most intriguing division there? You gave us the AFC East. You know, I think it's the NFC North. Um, Green Bay takes a big hit yeah. with Jordy Nelson. I mean, that's a huge loss. And I think Minnesota is clearly a team on People the rise. People are on them. I think Bridgewater showed something at the end of last year. I think Peterson's going to be determined to, uh, to have a big season. Right, right. I, I think that they're really gelling. They have a great head coach. And Detroit is also very good. Mm. Made the playoffs a year ago. I mean, Chicago's going to have a down year. But it, it, to me, it's kind of similar to the AFC East. You're going to have three really good teams. And how does that sort itself out? We'll see. But that, that's the division that I would focus on. I still think you peg Seattle as the favorite. Um, and, and their division I think it'll be a peg down. I mean, the Niners have a lot of questions. I'm not sure if Arizona is going to be as good. Um, the Rams will be better, but still, I, I think Seattle, you make the favorite by a little bit over Green Bay in, in the NFC. How do, you, how do you throw on second down? I don't know. I, I ask this question I know. three, four times a month. Yeah. It just keeps popping into my mind. And that pass, where you uh, know there's going to be traffic. Uh, I just, I don't know. Yeah, Marshall Lynch in the backfield. Yeah. Second down. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. Don't forget about the Eagles, too. They're, see, they could be explosive. Not only that, but their defense is really good, too. You can't, you can't leave them. And the division, to me, could be down. Now, it's always a battle when the Giants and Eagles play or the Cowboys and right. the Redskins. Yep. But I still, you know, the Redskins have a gazillion questions at quarterback. Are they the now, worst team in the mess. NFL this year? I, if. I don't know. Yeah. But that's a mess at quarterback. It sure Would is. RG3 make the Jets better? Well, that's a great question. Would you give up a fifth-round pick I would. for RG3? Yeah, I know. I th- yeah, I think yes, right? Would you? I think it's worth a shot. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Right. Who's the best player in the NFL? Are you watching Hard Knocks? Yes, J.J. Watt's Watt's the best player. Is he? No question. Better than any – I mean, I know you can't compare the positions, but when you call him the best player in the NFL, a lot of people are going to say, well, wait a minute, it, it has to be a quarterback because of the influence of that position. Well, how about this? If I was starting a team tomorrow, yeah. my first pick would be J.J. Watt. Wow. And, and some of that is intangibles yeah. off the field. He's such an incredible leader, the example he sets. He is the way that you want to he's – a, he's a model franchise player. Um, but if you just take talent, I still believe that he's the best player in the NFL. What about you? Who's yours? You agree, you agree with that? I mean, you can't. It's like hard to argue yeah. against him. But do you it have is. another guy who pops to mind as 
Well, yeah, I mean, I, I just automatically you would go to a quarterback. I would, I would reach for Andrew Luck or Aaron Rodgers or, you know what I mean? If, if, if you said you have, a, you have the number one pick to start a franchise, and, and, and is, this, is this on par with what you're saying, yeah. the number one pick to start a franchise, I'm taking a quarterback. I'm probably taking Andrew Luck. Interesting. But how do you argue against either one of those guys, really? Right. You're you're taking a quarterback more from the perspective of I need a quarterback to start a team. But Andrew's saying if I'm taking the best player yeah. in the world, yeah. it's this guy. Yeah. And that was the question: who's the best player in the league? Yeah, I mean, obviously the teams that don't have franchise quarterbacks, we know how they do. Sure, they, they don't do well. So right. it's, it's a, obviously a very important position. I would still take JJ Watt. Interesting. Okay. Uh, did you have a favorite announcer growing up? Was there a guy you really, or maybe even still? Yeah, well, I think growing up, as you mentioned before, in New Jersey, and I completely agree about the drivers. Yeah, yeah thank yeah. you. Yeah, well, I mean, we all drive the same way, so it works. Mm. So if <laughs> yes. until you, until you right. leave, right. you're one. Well, then that's a problem. You go into another state. <laughs> right. It's a little different. <laughs> yes, but it is. physically within state lines, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's never an issue. Right. It's true. Okay. That's good. Um, but growing up in New Jersey, I loved to watch Len Berman, who worked at WNBC, yep. and he was a sports anchor for many years. And Play recent, by play, like who's called? Iron Eagle still yeah. is the guy that I look up to. He's meant a lot to me. Uh, I think he's phenomenal. And um, there's no doubt that I think that um, he's had a big influence on me. And he's. I think he's, if you're a young, aspiring Play-by-play, man. He's the guy to listen Good guy to, to watch. He's yeah. been my all-time favorite since I was a kid. You know I'm a big Nets fan, and he's been calling their games for as long as I can remember watching the team, and he is – that's my one team. He is my one announcer. I would ta- And I would take him in football too. But to me, him on a basketball game is beautiful. It's great. We, we pegged you as an NFL play-by-play guy. You also do college basketball, but the resume is much larger than that. You do the Olympics for NBC. You did um, the PGA Championship most recently with golf, uh, but you've done curling, tennis, uh, handball. Do I have that right? Team you handball. Tam- team handball. Luge. Is there equestrian. Hand- yeah. Is there handball that's not team handball? <laughs> There is, and I think that most people in America would think of it as like the handball you play at like a... Like tetherball? Right. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, right. boy. But team handball is kind of like a, a gym class right. sport. Like We called it speedball in high school. Okay, okay. sure. Yeah, I did that in 2008. It's big in Europe. Big resume. Huge you did Europe. a wrestling event in downtown New York City, isn't that Times right? Times Square. Yeah. There's, you really can't throw too many sports at me. That you haven't that done. I haven't called. Yeah. Because now football, basketball, you've done baseball. You've done baseball, college baseball. Golf, tennis. Yeah. What is favorite? the, the best game you've had an opportunity to call? Whether, it, whether the build-up to it or just the way it played out. It would probably be the NCAA tournament this past year with Georgia oh, State man. and Ron Hunter yes. falling, falling off his yeah, stool sure. with his son hitting the game-winning shot right. from another from, block away. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you can't script that stuff. How different is, That's cool. is that of an animal compared to play-by-play for other sports because it's just so mm. crunch. You're calling games back-to-back-to-back to back to back on, on that day. The preparation, I would imagine, is, is even more difficult. What's that like? Yeah, it's crazy because you 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 know the the brackets come out selection Sunday, 
And then that night, so the brackets come out 6 o'clock, about 9 o'clock, 9.30, we find out where we're going. And you have four games on the first day. So it's eight teams. And if you have a Thursday, Saturday um, regional, you need to leave on Tuesday. So in theory, you could get one full day at home before you're traveling out to your site. Which is what happened with me. I had a Thursday, Saturday regional this year. And I called, I think I I called like 25 college basketball games uh, during the regular season this past year. And of the eight teams, I had seen zero (laughs) during the season. So it was a lot of work. And it's a different type of prep. Like if I have a game and I have three days to prepare, I can, you know, I can dive in a different way. But here it's just trying to like figure out, Mm. okay, we know, just get something on a piece of paper. Um, and that was the first game of the day. So, you know, you're trying to conserve your, your energy. Like, oh, it's going to be a long day. And then all of a sudden, you know, my boy, yeah. I'm screaming. And right. guy's falling off a stool. And, you know, by the way, there's, there's, there's yeah. three yeah. more to go. Right. But it was awesome. That's, that's a good answer. What's, so what didn't you expect? When you, you're now a network-level guy is the, the top of the food chain when it comes to play-by-play for sporting events. You're a top professional in college games. What's the one thing that you have to do or that you experience that you just really never saw coming? Well, I can't say that I never saw it coming. But when I was working at Channel 13 and I was kind of, you know, working at the television station and just kind of doing some games here and there, I didn't experience the weekly travel. Okay. Yeah. Now I do. And it's a big adjustment. I mean, you're constantly on an airplane. You're trying to make a connecting flight. You're worried about snow. What's the weather going to be like? (laughs) Again, I'm not complaining by any means, but just getting adjusted to that is certainly the one thing that, not that I wasn't prepared for, but took a while to get used to, which I am now. Sure. That makes sense. How about uh, coolest venue you've been able to call a game at? At at any sport. doesn't matter. Well, 2012 Olympics, Mm. I did tennis, and... It was in London, so Wimbledon was the venue uh, for tennis. And they have that famous, they call it the bunker, which is pretty much on the court. I mean, there's two rows in front of you, but no (laughs) one sits there. And then it's you, and there's this glass little cave that you're in, the bunker. And uh, you'd always heard about it when they would go over, and we're in the bunker getting ready for the gentleman's final. So that's where I... Uh, was uh, when I had center court matches, no. so uh, that was definitely and tennis is your favorite sport, right? Or is it not? No, it's baseball. Baseball is okay. Yeah, yeah. interesting. I enjoy tennis. Yeah, but I wouldn't say it's my favorite. Favorite Olympic sport to call? Well, it's hard to hard guy, to go right? against curling. Yeah, you got yeah. gotta gotta go curling. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean curling um, really helped me in my career. I mean, it was it was an opportunity to kind of get my name out there a little bit, and, uh, and it definitely helped. And uh, the people associated with that sport mm. are so great. They're so down-to-earth, and I absolutely had a blast. They are. When I was out in Montana, they had, like, this little, like, curling club, club. type of thing. Yeah. And it is. It's like a different kind of people, and they're all really cool. But when you first hear you're going to be covering curling, you probably – know nothing but you're like isn't that the thing where they're like <laughs> sweeping the ice in front of this stone yeah right i've had that a few times in sports that i mean equestrian right i, right. I you know they're jumping over obstacles and the first time i see it i'm like well how do you now like 
And they jumped. And yeah, he right. And now he jumped again. <laughs> and he landed he, again. He didn't fall that yeah. whole right. round. Still going. <laughs> so there's definitely a learning curve for a lot of these uh, sports that I called not knowing them. And curling was certainly one of them. But what I did was go down to a local curling club in, in our community and just sat there and sat with them and, and tried to learn as much as I could. That's cool. There, there's very well maybe more than one thing on this list. The one thing you haven't had a chance to do yet that you still hope to do. Well, that's you a also, great I mean, you've, you've called the Masters. Um, you've done the Olympics, as you said. I mean, is you know, is the Super Bowl this? this yeah, big I guess deal? I've never even been as a fan. Okay, so just to go to one whether it's in a working capacity or as a fan capacity, it would probably be on my yeah. bucket list. Okay. You mentioned uh, baseball, like a Yankee game? Maybe? Yeah. Um, I've been to many games as a fan, right. but in the booth, yeah, I mean, that, sure, that would be... I can't say that there's one thing that, oh, I really want to do this. What I'm doing now, I feel very fortunate to yeah. be doing, and I would love to continue doing it for many, many years. Have you been to Wrigley? Is there a I've ballpark been. bucket list? Nah. I would love to go to Wrigley. Yeah. I need to get there. Um, I've been to Fenway. I've been yeah. to Yankee Stadium, obviously. Have I would say Wrigley to... would be on the top. You've been to Lambeau, haven't you? I've been to Lambeau. Yeah. Yep. Other historic I've never places? been to Cameron Indoor. Okay. I would love to do that. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you one thing I would love to do. You were telling me what have I yeah. I'll tell you. Just thought of it. I'd love to call Syracuse basketball game. Mm, that would be really cool to me to be in the dome because when I was a student there, yeah. I would call games on the radio, and I, whenever there was a game on CBS, it'd be like, oh, who you know, who's coming in? Who's the announcer for it? And in, in that, that to me would be one thing I would absolutely love to do. I would be, I would be goosebumps if I got to. That do That would like bring it full circle to some degree, right? Is what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It would be really neat. That's cool. Wouldn't it be awesome if you could somehow like team up play by play guys? If it was Andrew and like McDonough and Tarico, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It would just be right madness in the Carrier Dome. There'd be a. Um, <laughs> I'd feel bad for the other team <laughs> yeah, that a day. Bit of a slam. Yeah, that might might be tough. <laughs> so okay, so I would imagine then that's that's something that must come up. Where and look, obviously you're a professional. You just don't let it interfere with what you're doing but you're at a game calling a game where you as just a fan have a rooting interest in one of the teams over the other hard to balance the excitement in the calls or you know to balance it out yeah i've never i've never really run into that um you know i'd say the two biggest teams i rooted for as a kid growing up were the yankees and the devils so i don't call baseball games i don't call hockey games Football-wise, I was a Giants fan growing up. I've never mm-hmm. called one of their regular season games. I called one of their preseason game ones. But I, I've never been – and even if I did a Syracuse game, that wouldn't factor in. I could tell you that when I'm there, the only thing I root for is a good game, a close game. And, you know, people on Twitter, we, I get, we get crushed as announcers <laughs> because one team's fans thinks that we hate their team, right. another team's fans thinks that we – and it's fascinating to see how these people, you know, think – that's how you know you're doing it right. It's the same thing in right. news. Like when people send some of the station, you guys are so conservative. Yeah. And then yeah. we get some like that story was so liberal. And don't Perfect. you find yeah. w- doing what you do, it's true for me, uh, just anchoring and reporting in sports, I've become less of a fan of teams. 100%. I, you know, I, look, I'd still love to see the Packers win games and the Braves win games. That isn't happening anytime soon. Um, 
But I, yeah, I'm just, I feel detached from the fan side of things now. I think that the only uh, sport that I can just sit back, watch on my couch, and relax and enjoy is baseball now. When I'm not thinking what's the announcer saying or where's the graphics, you know, (laughs) that's a good graphic. Like, I. Sometimes that stuff enters my mind. Not that I can't enjoy watching a football game or a, sure. uh, you know a basketball game, but when I watch the Yankees, it's just I relax. I can still watch it as a fan. But you're right; that's the only time. Other than that, it, you kind of lose that a yeah. little bit. Is it does it more become like homework when you're watching an NFL game now that you're not calling? I wouldn't say homework. But you just listen in a different way. Right. It's not like all right, let's let's go over and watch the game. Yeah. Like it, it, there's another layer to it for me. You said you, you get crushed on Twitter. I have one story in my mind, and, and maybe you'll maybe this is the one you'll choose to tell. What have what has been said about you on Twitter? Where you looked at it and you're like, this is this is what people are thinking. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, half the time, the, you know, it's it's not even something that I said. Like they're watching a game that I'm not even announcing. You know, like, terrible call in the Dolphins game, and I'm like in Jacksonville. Right. So, I, you know, they take everything with a grain of salt. Yeah. Okay, how about this one? And I forget the team. I want to say it was when you were doing games for the UConn women's basketball team. I could be wrong, though. Somebody on Twitter, I think it was on Twitter, Andrew, it could have been a message board that cl- that said that you have the worst hairpiece oh, they've ever all seen. all the time. It's all real. The, Let's just say it's real and it's spectacular. It is. It really is. Well, I don't know if it's spectacular, but it's real. <laughs> if it's good enough to be mistaken for fake. I get stuff like, you know, what, what dead animal is on Andrew Catalan's head? And wow. I look at this and I'm like, you know, one day I might need to, to do that. Sure. But right. that day has not come yet this is my hair yes i don't know what you want me to do (laughs) it's just it is it exists it's there i I would never thought that but this is people right you know and it's funny because my dad too has like perfectly like it almost looks like a toupee but it's not but like that's just the way he combs his hair so I don't know. But, yeah, you get a lot of crazy things on Twitter. You're in the same company as Jimmy Fallon. A lot of people make fun of his hair, but it's real. They they claim. And he's, he goes along with it even. Like, yeah. it says, like, oh, yeah, it's just my toupee. By the way, that was a, that was a big shout-out you got on Fallon that, that time. Oh, oh yeah. Was quite, that was yeah. discussed on episode one of... Yeah. Yeah, thanks. An for hour it. I'll never get back. We know we get we get it. You <laughs> oh, listen. Get it. Yeah. yeah, we got it. Uh yeah, it was that was nice. It's nice. We're all on the network, buddy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not just you. That is great. All right, Andrew, I, I do want to hit this because we teased it. You're are you still a recent father? Are you still a somewhat new father? How does that I would work? Say so, yeah. Fourteen okay. months. Yeah. Yeah. CJ, cute, cute kid. Um what did people not tell you about being a father that you then encountered? And you can throw this on your dad who didn't properly prepare you. Uh, it's really one word here. It's laundry. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm being serious. Yeah. I never expected the amount of laundry that we would do for one human being. Yeah. How many outfits a day? No, it's like f- four. Good God. Yeah. It's never-ending laundry. That's unbelievable. I mean, there's a like, old bat. It's like a, we just did it and we do it again. <laughs> We're talking every other day level? I would say so. Wow. Yeah. Because the other problem, it's not like you and I are, we go out, we buy large shirts, and we yeah. have 15 large shirts, and that's it. He 
grows so much at the six-month close, right. go out for the nine-month close. So there's really not a lot of inventory right? because they grow out of it so quickly. I think this is the, one of the big reasons why people have a second child. They hope for the same gender so right. they get their money's worth on go. all those clothes they yeah, bought. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and a topic that, that has come up on this podcast before, as I've been listening, um, <laughs> is that you don't know how to shop um, for weddings or anything. Yeah, no, 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 but But to, to that extent, it's very hard to purchase clothing for kids because how do you what, – yeah. With, when do you buy – like, do you get – oh, they're, they're nine months – they're a year old. Do you buy 12-month clothes? I don't know. Right. Do you? You buy ahead. You try to plan ahead. Right. Yeah. Can you do – will the 18 months That's fit probably on the them? smartest thing. But then you got to think ahead. Okay, so it's six months from now. Is yeah. it summer or winter? There's a lot of variables <laughs> that go God. into this. Yeah, it was summer when I bought the shirt right. for him to have now in the winter. Right. Yeah. So that that Laundry. would clearly be the one thing okay. that it's I was not, not I mean, expecting. Obviously, sleep deprivation. Well, was, I kind of expected yeah. that, which is very true. Yeah. Yeah. Was what the diapers? Is that not, as bad? No. as expected. No, whatever. It's your kid. Right. Yeah. It happens. You just change the diaper. Not okay. a big deal. Fine. No, it doesn't, yeah. have, doesn't have to be. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not angry when I say this. I'm just telling you, like you know, if yeah. anyone complains about diapers, like, well, what do you expect? Right. Who does CJ look more like? I think started out me, but thankfully for him, more like <laughs> his mom now. Which is but a once good the thing. real hair started coming in. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. The way we wrap this up every week. And... Oh, I'm well aware. Right. I've heard <laughs> every episode. He should tell Andrew us. us. Yeah. <laughs> Are you a subscriber on iTunes? I'll put you on the spot there. Uh, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. Sean will show oh, you. Yeah. He's happy to show <laughs> you. You know how to do it? Yeah. You, you hit random people. <laughs> yeah. Phones did, and touching yeah. people's phones touched, in public touched now. Touch one button. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, you can show me how. All right. Okay. So what we do to, to wrap it up here is what are you watching? What are you reading? What are you listening to? You have one of each. You can hit us with just one in general. What do you got? Oh, I came prepared. Beautiful. Because <laughs> um, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, what's first? In the, well, however you want. Okay. So what have I read or what am I reading? Yeah. I just finished Al Michael's book. Phenomenal. Mm. Couldn't recommend it anymore. Some remarkable stories that have happened to him in his career, specifically Miracle on Ice. 84 Olympics, Carl Lewis was on tape delay. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine that in today's world? So I thought he did a wonderful job retelling all these stories. What am I watching? Hard Knocks. Beautiful. It's been incredible. Mm -hmm. I mean, J.J. Watt with the jugs machine a (laughs) foot away catching 20 passes in a row. Yeah. It's fascinating. What am I listening to this podcast? Right. Yeah. Have I said that yeah. before? Yeah, once or twice. <laughs> Somebody has to. Right. They don't have to. No. We'd still keep doing them. Right. Yeah. It's about us. Right. That was good. That was Do you good worry answer. that one episode you won't really have much to talk about? Oh, that's... Like you the- won't get to an hour? No. No. No, no our worry is keeping it to an hour. Gotcha. Right, because... Which we didn't do here. We could have the either. best... I mean, the best show ever. If people load it up and it's like an hour and eight minutes instead yep. of 59, they're going to be like, no, nah, I'm not, not listening. <laughs> right. It's possible. <laughs> but yeah, what are you going to do? It's an hour you'll never get back, but we go beyond that hour every time. We don't care. Yeah. Okay. Now, when, when guests used to appear on, like, Connor's Corner, I remember that show. they would get, like, a, I don't know, a cigar yeah. or a gift card. So what do right. we get for no. coming on? Oh, nothing. Yeah, no. no, no, not nothing. Do they? Yeah, they get a share of the sponsorship dollars. Right. Oh, Correct. right, right. right. <laughs> you okay with that, right? 
Um, well, is that retroactive? No, 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 it's not, you're, no you're not no, grandfathered no. in. Not grandfathered no. in. That's, no. still, that's yeah. still assuming a lot anyway, really. <laughs> All right, Shawnee, what are you watching? What are you reading? What are you listening to? Okay. So I said in the episode with Kate that I was going to watch the Man from Uncle movie. I you, did. You did, right. I fell asleep in the theater. No, you I didn't. I did, which is rare for me. Yeah. But it was more about me being tired than it was the movie's fault. But if the movie had been really good, I wouldn't have. Okay. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't great. It was And yet was. you stayed awake for the entire Fantastic Four movie. Because that was that was so bad, you it kept your interest. You had to see right. it. Okay. Like, where is this going to go? Sure. Uh, I'm still reading the same book that I was last time, this Walking Dead book. But I'll tell you what I'm listening to. I got the lyrics right here because I got a big problem with this. Song. Oh boy. Yeah. I this this song is on the radio a lot now. It's by a gentleman by the name of Andy Grammer. Yeah. Honey, I'm good. Sure. Familiar with this song. Hate this song. Okay. And here's why. Because it has so much potential. It's, it has a catchy mm-hmm. tune, right? You would agree? It's, it's upbeat. You, you want to like it when it comes on the radio. But if you listen to the lyrics of what this guy says, it's terrible. So he's basically out, and you're under the impression somebody's trying to get him a, a, another drink at the bar, right? right. And he says, I could First have— First of all, when is the last time you saw a woman buy a guy a drink? Okay. I know. So he says, I could have another, but I probably shouldn't. I've got somebody at home. It's been a long night, blah, blah, blah. Everywhere you look, everybody looks really good here. But if you ask me where I'm staying tonight, you know, you got me all wrong. My baby's got all my love. Okay. Right? Like, this guy is like, no, I'm not going anywhere. I sure. am in, I'm, I am I'm going home. I'm not going anywhere with anybody else because I am in love with this woman. And then later on he says, you know, I've got to bid you adieu to another. I will stay true. This whole thing. Now, later on in the song... He says, and I want to get the exact lyrics here because it's just so ridiculous. He says... Um, We're nothing if not entirely accurate and fact-based on this podcast. <laughs> That's a great point. Yeah. Uh, you know, I should have had this more prepared. See, Andrew came prepared. Do you right. have enough time in your weeks to co-host a podcast? Uh, I can debate it. I mean, you're oh, worried right, about it. going over no, no. an hour so here's and the no, no. searching <laughs> so on listen, your phone for 10 minutes. So he says, I got, I got somebody at home, and if I stay, I might not leave alone. Yeah. Right. Which is The it? whole song, he's saying how he's in love with this woman. I don't want another drink. I'm going home to this woman. Mm-hmm. Besides, if I stayed, if I had just one more, I'm one drink away from cheating on her. Yeah. Which is it? So I hate this song. Okay. That's what I'm listening to, and it's frustrating. All right. Are you reading anything? I told you. The same book as last time. Right. I said that before I started that 20-minute story. Thank now, God. did you? No. Oh. <laughs> Which I didn't even think this about is... until until you said, I told you I was going to watch the uh, Man from Uncle movie. I, Andrew, as you know, because you listen, um, I have, uh, Sean gave me homework after episode two. With Jess. Episode, episode two. Episode two with Jess that I had to watch this video on YouTube. I have not watched it. Right. It's a, it's a video of... Justin Timberlake at a concert in Nashville singing Garth right. Brooks' song, Friends in Low Places, brings Garth Brooks on stage. I've been asking him to watch this video months for months. now. Months yeah. and months and months. Do you know what I did watch, though, and both of you will, will really appreciate this because you're frequent viewers of, of The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. I watched, I, I didn't see the episode live, went back on the, the YouTube channel, uh, Phone Booth, 
where Kevin Spacey was a guest and Jimmy and Kevin are in separate phone booths. And if you answer the question incorrectly, they put someone else in your phone booth. Carl Anthony Towns was in that. Victor Espinoza was in there. Um, I, my mind is absolutely hilarious. Have you seen that? I've not. That, the, well, now the, you the, have homework. Oh, good. Well, Andrew, good. did you see that? I have not. Well, now I give you a little homework. I have homework now. Yeah. I did so see part of it. So on your flight to Detroit, yeah. just throw it up. I saw part of it, but couldn't hear it. That episode happened to air the night we did the podcast at your home yeah, with right. Jessica. Right. Like, oh, Kevin Spacey's on. And, yep. and I saw part of a phone booth, but I've not watched it. Hilarious. Okay. Uh, what am I reading? It's more like, what am I not reading? I Actually, this is a funny story. I told someone that I had this book, I Am Pilgrim. And I'm going to read it. So, like a few, four or five days later, I'm on the phone with this person and they say, uh, So, how's I Am Pilgrim? And I'm like, I haven't even started it yet. I, I, I plan to. I, hadn't even, I haven't even gotten around to it. Well, what's it about? I literally, I haven't even, I don't know. I have nothing for you. I haven't read the back cover, the inside jacket. So what why are you nothing. reading this book? It was recommended highly. But you don't even know what it's about. No, but, but when you know him and Andrew knows him. When Sienna's head coach Jimmy Patzos like recommends something, I take it pretty seriously. Sure, you know. Sure. All right. Uh, what am I listening to? Nothing really, but I'll I'll, I'll piggyback on yours. Lyrics. Ugh. Blake Shelton has these songs. Um, country music for those who don't listen to it. He has this one song where like lips taste like sangria. Now, have you ever kissed someone where the lips taste? No. You'd have to get into the mouth to taste the sangria or the tequila or whatever it is. Or like a real alcoholic. <laughs> like you well, kiss. I guess. Yeah. I mean, she's throwing <laughs> Could be. this liquid on her face. What about lyrics? And then you're licking it off? What? Yeah. Well, the song that you picked, Week One, by uh, The Weeknd, feeling, it can't feel his face. can't feel my face. Why can't he feel his face? What's so great about somebody that can make you not feel your face? That doesn't even make sense. It's gone off the rails enough okay. here. Andrew, thank you, man. Thank you. I'm honored to be here, and uh, it was fun. Maybe you'll come back. I would love I hope to. so. Yeah. Thanks, Andrew. Although you guys might be too big time now. Nah. Hardly. Mm-hmm. All right, and that's episode four. I don't know when it becomes less of a surprise that we're still here, but we're not at that point yet. No, and uh, we'll, we'll have another show in a week. Maybe. <laughs> we hope. <laughs> we do. If we decide to quit, that'll be the end of it. Yeah. And no one will remember it ever existed. Episode four, episode five is coming shortly. Yes. Of an hour you'll never get back. An hour plus you'll never get back. <laughs>